Welcome to Your Creative Adventure Podcast, where we believe it is possible to make money as an artist doing what you love while glorifying God through your art. We're your hosts, CJ and Shelley Hitz. While you listen to today's episode, we encourage you to get out your colored pencils, markers, or paints and create while you listen. You may also be inspired to take creative notes with your hand lettering and sketches. If so, download our free lettering resources at yourcreativeadventure.com forward slash free. Are you ready to allow God to take your creative adventure further than you ever imagined? If so, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Your Creative Adventure. I'm CJ Hitz. And I'm Shelly Hitz. And we are continuing along this theme that we uh, started with uh, the Comparison and Jealousy, you know, series. This is really a series of the spiritual episodes that we're doing. And this one, as you might recall, is really titled Seven Signs that you might be stuck in the comparison trap. So we're looking at seven different things that, they're not just limited to these seven things, but these are seven signs that you you might be dealing with this comparison trap or being, you know, you might be stuck in it. You know, you think about when you have a cold or, you know, you have a medical condition, there's certain different symptoms. And the doctor may look at those symptoms and as, as they put those symptoms together, they can give you a diagnosis. You know, I worked as a physical therapist for 12 years and I would do evaluations and I would look for certain things and then I would be able to say, okay, pinpoint the issue. And so today's episode is just to kind of give you seven different signs or maybe symptoms that this could maybe be an issue for you. Yeah, and I want to just begin by reading a passage of scripture that comes from the Old Testament. It's in 1 Samuel chapter 18. As we look at this story you can sort of see these seven signs in the background. And many of us may be able to relate to some of the characters in this story. And uh, so I want to I just read that. And it's 1 Samuel chapter 18, starting in, in verse 1. So it says, After David had finished talking with Saul, he met Jonathan, the king's son. Now, this is just after, by the way, you know, David has has uh, killed Goliath. Uh, there's been a great victory over the Philistines as a result. And so, you know, with that background, you know, that this is where this story's leading. After David had finished talking with Saul, he met Jonathan, the king's son. There was an immediate bond between them, for Jonathan loved David. From that day on, Saul kept David with him and wouldn't let him return home. And Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself. Jonathan sealed the pact by taking off his robe and giving it to David, together with his tunic, sword, bow, and belt. Whatever Saul asked David to do, David did it successfully. So Saul made him a commander over the men of war, an appointment that was welcomed by the people and Saul's officers alike. When the victorious Israelite army was returning home after David had killed the Philistine, women from all the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul. They sang and danced for joy with tambourines and cymbals, and this was their song. Saul has killed his thousands, and David his ten thousands. This made Saul very 
angry. What's this, he said? They credit David with tens of thousands and me with only thousands? Next they'll be making him their king. So from that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. The very next day, a tormenting spirit from God overwhelmed Saul, and he began to rave in his house like a madman. David was playing the harp as he did each day, but Saul had a spear in his hand, and he suddenly hurled it at David, intending to pin him to the wall. But David escaped him twice. Saul was then afraid of David, for the Lord was with David and had turned away from Saul. Finally, Saul sent him away and appointed him commander over a thousand men, and David faithfully led his troops into battle. David continued to succeed in everything he did, for the Lord was with him. When Saul recognized this, he became even more afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David because he was so successful at leading his troops into battle. And so we see a number of things in this story that I think really have to do with our our topic, you know, of looking at seven signs that we might be in this comparison and jealousy and envy trap. And we can all admit that Saul <laughs> was in that trap. He was very jealous of David and the success God was giving him. It was interesting. As you were reading, I was just listening to the emotions and it said Saul was angry and then he was jealous and then fearful and yeah. fear starts so it's like all of these emotions can sometimes kind of work together like when when jealousy comes in other other emotions might surface as well but i think it's a great example and we know that saul went on to die in battle and david ended up becoming the king that it says the had a heart you know that loved god hard after um god and david is remembered and in just so many ways. And so, I mean, I think that's a really great story to open with. Yeah, and it just shows us, too, that jealousy and envy only lead to internal torment. And um, whether that's our own doing or God sort of, you know, teaching us a bit of a lesson in terms of how much he doesn't like these emotions in us. He wants to root these things out of us. And if we don't yield to the Lord, many times I think we can... uh, we can almost become like raving madmen inside, internally, and as Saul was here. And it says, eventually, we come to hate or envy a person. Anytime you come to envy a person, over time, that actually changes to hatred. And we might even find ourselves, Shelley, you know, throwing spears at people in our minds. Right. And, you know, it it can just, it's a road. And and some of you may be on that road right now. And I just want to say to you, you know, there is no shame. We are all in this together. This is a human thing. (laughs) There's grace and forgiveness for all of us, no matter where we're going. But I, I just know that so many artists are stuck. And I really believe, you know, this is one of the things that may have you stuck is this whole thing of comparison and jealousy. And so our heart and our goal is to help you to thrive, help you to succeed, help you to reach your potential of everything God has for you. And this is something that definitely can slow you down. Yeah. And so we're going to just start going through these uh, seven different signs. And the first sign is, do you have a lack of joy? Do you have a lack of joy? And 
you know, some of the byproducts of that include anxiety, depression, some things that we can really bring on ourselves as we're comparing or looking at other success. We wish we had that same success. Internally, we begin to get jealous and envy that rises up in us, and and that actually then spills over to being anxious in spirit and, and depressed inside. Yeah, well, you know, last week you shared the quote that comparison is the thief of... Of joy. Of joy. And it's interesting because I think like, you and I are very different personalities, and I think you tend more towards depression. I tend more mm-hmm. towards anxiety. And so it's yeah. so interesting because I'll get anxious and I'll see other people doing things and then I'll be like, oh, I need to do that. Or I'm not doing enough. I'm not successful enough. I'm not selling things like they are. My artwork isn't, you know, and I get anxious. Whereas I think describe a little bit about how you've felt some of that depression sometimes scrolling on social media. Yeah, you know, for me, I've had to really set some boundaries with social media because it's so easy just to spend an hour, two hours scrolling, you know, through. Uh, well, I used to be on Facebook. That was one that really got me, and I, I decided to get off my personal account on Facebook and all the time I was spending. But what I would find is the longer I was scrolling, almost the more solemn and depressed that I got. Because you saw so many things, you're bombarded in your mind with so many things that other people are posting that, oh, I wish I was doing that, or I wish I had that. And I think we can, we can do the same thing. And you know, I, I find that I do become more depressed because I'll start to have thoughts like, oh, what's the use? Why even continue trying in this way? I can never be as successful as them. And so I guess I'll just go ahead and find something else to do. And so it's really easy to get stuck in that sort of depressive cycle for me. Yeah. And so the opposite of that is that you have joy. And so that's what we want, you know, right? That's what we want. The Holy Spirit is joy. And so that's something that's number one. The second one, the second sign that you might be stuck in the comparison trap is artist block. So it could be writer's block or artist block, but it's basically you might have a lack of creative flow where sometimes the thoughts that you might be having are, you know, nothing is good enough. Maybe a little bit of that perfectionist mentality or comparing yourself to others and just thinking you'll never measure up. And so then you don't even try. Have you ever felt that way before CJ with your writing? Absolutely. You know, I think there there are those moments where you do have to literally ask yourself, is there something in my mindset that's actually blocking or preventing me from getting into a flow? And I think that's where we just come to the Lord really honestly and say, Lord, what's what's going on here? Are you maybe wanting me to do something else right now? Or do you want me to fight through this? Is there something that I can change in my attitude or my emotion that will allow flow to happen again? And I think sometimes our sin, well, I know not sometimes, you know, all the time, when we're in sin, when we're constantly having these sinful thoughts, or maybe we're living a life of sin of some kind, I think that we're really stifling what the Lord wants to do through us. You know, it just blocks. And it's not that he's being mean, it's just him saying, hey, I can't work through you freely. I want to do more through you, but... 
I've got to take you through this process. We need to root some of these things out first. And isn't it true that when you want a thriving garden, you do need to continue to weed it. As you weed it, um, you allow the other things to grow freely and to be planted without them being choked out by the weeds. Exactly. And so the opposite of artist block is that you're, you have creative flow. You're creating every day. You're, you don't have a problem with that. So CJ, talk about number three. Yeah. So number three is resentment. And with resentment, we began to see some of that with Saul. You know, he's a great example of someone that became resentful of David hearing the song, you know, that, uh, you know, David's killed his ten thousands, Saul has killed his thousands. I mean, just little things like that were jabs to Saul. And uh, he became sort of that, that person that began to hate David. And there are other little offshoots that can happen as a result of, of resentment. What are some of those, Shelley? So a big one is the victim mentality. And I will tell you, that I've had to work through this. My family has been victims to crimes, like real, like legitimate crimes. My grandpa, the way he died was, um, ended up, you know, as a victim to a crime. My grandma, my dad was assaulted, was, you know, all these things went to trials. And so it's been legitimate in my family, but then the enemies tried to give me a root of like, why is this always happening to me? Why, yeah. why is someone else always getting that? And I'm not, you know, and it's like, it's very, very subtle some days. And sometimes I really almost don't even catch it because it's so subtle, but it's so easy to get caught up in this woe is me, maybe a little bit even self-pity or why do these bad things always happen to me? Or why do I always seem to, you know, no one ever, like my posts never go viral or, you know, my art's not selling. And so it could be victim mentality, could also be cynicism as well. Yeah, and I've even uh, had times in my life where I didn't like myself very much. And I think that's another part of uh, those of us that have dealt with some melancholy or depressive spirit. Uh, We we just come to resent ourselves, or we we resent who God made us to be. Ooh, that one's a tough one, you know, because, wow, (laughs) I think we've all struggled with that at times. I know sometimes I feel like I'm too much of one thing. Or and maybe not enough of another thing. Yeah, I've beat myself up throughout my life. I'm not smart enough, or I, I wish that my brain worked faster in this area, or whatever it might be. You just can become paralyzed. Resentment can turn into a whole host of other emotions that that just leave you stifled in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I think that kind of leads into the sign number four, which is insecurity. You know, we were kind of already talking about that. Never feeling like you're ready to share your art. I've talked to people, encouraging them to start posting regularly on Instagram. They're like, oh, I'm not ready yet. I'm like, oh my goodness, I started posting when I was just starting to learn. But, you know, feeling like you're not ready or you're not ready to sell it because it's not good enough yet. You, you haven't learned enough yet. Like, you know, you may have, you may feel like, oh, I need to take more classes or I need better supplies or I need this, I need that. And it's almost a sign of that insecurity, but then that can often, like we talked about last week, be a sign and a root of this comparison trap. Yeah, and when you're, uh, when, when you're insecure, that means you're not comfortable in your own skin. 
I mean, you just don't like who you are. You wish you could just change this and that and this and that. You're not content with who God made you to be. And when you are content, when you are secure in the love of Christ, this leads to a confidence. It's not an arrogance. It's not a kind of confidence in myself. It's a confidence that God is going to show up in my life. He is working. There is a process unfolding, and I can be secure in that. And when you're insecure, which I have been, again, you become afraid. You see that in the story of Saul and David. You know, Saul became afraid, and it's because he was very insecure with his own self and always trying to prove his worth. And, oh, this David popped up, and what am I going to do about him? Because he's looking better than I am right now. You know, his social media account's really blowing up. (laughs) Look at David's Instagram account. Yeah, and, you know, you said something about having a confidence. And I think I was talking to someone the other day, a Christian artist, and she was like, but Shelly, I don't want to become prideful. And there's a difference between pride and confidence and security. And I think... The thing sometimes that we, you know, we may struggle with as Christians and, you know, Christ followers is false humility and false humility can actually sometimes just simply be that insecurity. So, you know, trying not to be prideful, we can get caught up in this trap. And so be confident, be secure in who God has created you to be and live that out. So number five we talked about in depth last week, which is being impatient. Yeah. So just to quickly recap, you know, number one, lack of joy. Number two, artist block. Number three, resentment. Number four, insecurity. Number five is being impatient. And when, what we mean by that is that we, we rush the process in order to get quick results. Perhaps even hurry and gain the esteem of others. Maybe it's not that we even want results of solely wanting to glorify God in our artwork, but instead, oh, I want to get quick results so that people like me, so that I can gain more security, you know, or get rid of my insecurity. It's all tied together, you know, in this comparison trap. Yeah, and just like we reminded you last week, creating a business takes time. And so it's not like just going to college and then getting a job a job, you know, the nine to five, (laughs) it takes time. And it's something that it's easy when we look and we compare to others, it's easy to feel like we're always behind. Have you ever felt that feeling like I'm always behind? Like I've heard that from so many different artists and writers, like they just feel like I'm behind, I'm not doing enough and feeling like impatient with the process. Yeah, and there's just certain things in life that you don't rush. You know, uh, for those of you that enjoy a glass of wine, you know that you can't rush the fermentation of a good bottle of wine. You can't rush the cooking process. You know, if you're cooking a certain kind of stew or you're wanting to, you know, cook a dish that takes hours in the crock pot, you know, you don't rush that. If you quickly rush it, you don't have the flavor that comes out in that dish. And so, again, what's the flavor God's trying to bring out in us, art, in our writing, and how do we get impatient at times and rush that process? 
Yeah, I really believe this is something God's working on me in lately. <laughs> We're expanding our team. We've been in business now. This is our 15th year. Can you believe it, CJ? Oh my goodness, where's the time gone? And it's taken me a long, 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 long time to get to this point, but I hired a project manager and the Lord keeps t saying to me, Shelly, if you wanna go fast, go alone. If you wanna go far, go together. I like to go fast. And so I'm having to learn patience. <laughs> but talk about number six. Yeah, so number six, in terms of a sign that you might be in that comparison jealousy trap is you're unable to celebrate the success of others. You know, this is a big one right here. And what's our first response? This is a question for all of us. What's our first response when we hear about the success of others? What's that first emotion that, that you might even find yourself feeling? It's creeping up your spine, whatever it might be. Is it overwhelming joy for that person? Or is it, oh man, you know, now that doesn't make me look as good. I think for me, when I really am honest, there's almost a fear. And I think for me, it goes back, you know, to what we were talking about even last week with the scarcity mindset of like, oh, there's not enough, you know, that's running out because they're getting the book deal. They're getting the, this thing they're selling their art and there's not going to be enough for me. I think there's almost like that fear for me. I know it's, you know, different for everyone, but I really, really want and I'm, I'm trying, and we're going to talk about this in another episode next week about what does it look like to celebrate one another, but I've really been trying to take the actions even when I don't have the feelings that line up with it, because there's something about even taking that action of celebrating someone, even when you don't feel it, that eventually your feelings will catch up. Yeah. You know, uh, I used to work in an organization called Youth for Christ, you know, years ago. And there there was a staff, we had a staff, and we were what's called campus life directors. So we each had a school or two schools that we worked with individually, you know, with a group of students. And I remember we'd gather, you know, for staff meetings on Fridays. And we would have a, a chance to share stories about how our meetings went this last, you know, the previous week. And Maybe someone was, was having a meeting where they shared the gospel and invited people to give their hearts to Christ. Sometimes it would come up, how many people did you have at your meeting? And I remember, and I, I won't name this gentleman, but I remember any time he would share, I would become jealous because he, his, his group was just, you know, really on it. I mean, just week in and week out, getting all kinds of of different kids to his meetings and just seeing salvations. But then again, how many years had he been doing it? And this guy had been at it by the time I was there. He had already been at it for over 20 years. And so. And you were like in your first couple <laughs> years wanting to, to be where he was, you know? Again, it goes back to that, you know, even illustration about running, expecting to be down the road after a year with somebody that's been at this for 10 years. And the same goes here. And I, I, I'm embarrassed to actually say, you know, inside, I didn't verbally say this. Like, I didn't feel myself audibly saying, you know, I wish failure upon this person. But what I, what I thought was, oh, man, I need to up my game. I just need to be better. Again, it was that competitive spirit of I need to be better than this person so that I can look good. And it was just horrible. I mean, imagine that creeping into ministry. You know, it's just, it's ugly. 
Well, unfortunately, it does a lot of times. My dad was a pastor. I joke that I was in church the first, you know, Sunday of my life. But there was a lot of that territorialism, you know, even comparison and jealousy. And it's like, guys, we're on the same team. (laughs) Yeah. And I want to kind of flip this one inside out just briefly as well. What's the complete opposite? I mean, number six is unable to celebrate success of others. But a completely opposite thing would be, you know, that we actually secretly rejoice when someone fails. Have we ever done that? And again, we may not audibly say or, or think that we're, we're doing that, but I think we need to actually monitor our quick responses after we hear about the failure of others. Now, you know, you hear about, and I'm just going to you know, mention this, there's a political figure who's being called out right now. He's a potential uh, presidential candidate. And now people are starting to bring things out, allegations that maybe he's been a little inappropriate with women and the way he's touched women or kissed them through the years. And what's happening is people are are developing these allegations. And what do we do inside when we watch the news? I don't know about you, but sometimes the natural reaction is, oh, I'm glad I'm not him. Or, oh, I, I, I don't struggle with that. Or... Anytime the attention is on somebody else negatively, that means it's not on me. Or it makes us feel better. Yeah, and so Proverbs twenty four seventeen really gives us a, a good warning. And I'm going to read this one too in the, the Passion Translation. Proverbs twenty four seventeen and 18. Never gloat, I love that word, gloat, when your enemy meets disaster. And don't be quick to rejoice if he falls. For the Lord who sees your heart will be displeased with you, and will pity your foe. Now, again, this is an enemy that uh, we're talking about. And, you know, Jesus actually tells us to love our enemies. You know, that's a whole other subject. But we're talking about team members here, Shelley, people that are on the same team and have kingdom-driven purposes. And what are we doing? Are we secretly rejoicing at failures, or are we overwhelmingly on their team and rooting for them? Yeah, and we'll go into that even in more detail next week about celebrating one another. But the seventh sign that you might be stuck in this comparison trap is that you might be ungrateful. Yeah, and again, we're uh, we're going to go into this subject in a couple episodes down the road here. But, you know, we're really just blinded to what God's done in our own lives when we have an ungrateful spirit. Yeah, you know, gratitude is so powerful, and I have a whole book series on gratitude. But we're like, like CJ said, we're going to be devoting an episode in a couple weeks to gratitude because really, gratitude, you can't feel like grateful and resentful at the same time or jealous at the same time. And so we'll be going into that in a lot more depth. But for now, CJ, why don't you recap these seven signs? Yeah, so you've got lack of joy, number two, artist block, number three, resentment, number four, insecurity, number five, impatient, number six, unable to celebrate the success of others, and number seven, ungrateful. Yeah, and so doing some research for this episode, CJ had come up with some synonyms and antonyms of jealousy. And what I really, really liked was the antonyms. So antonyms is the opposite. So share with us some of those words. And like when you, like, I just want you to close your eyes right now. And as CJ's saying these words, visualize and imagine yourself and what your life would be like if your life was, was filled with these words. 
Yeah, so some synonyms for jealousy, if we really want to get wordy here, is anxious, apprehensive, envious, intolerant, possessive, protective, resentful, which we mentioned, skeptical, suspicious, begrudging, covetous, demanding, doubting, grabby, grasping, green-eyed, grudging, guarded, mistrustful, monopolizing, questioning, rival, and solicitous. And you, you see several of those emotions that come to the surface there that are similar to jealousy. And again, you know, you look at that story of Saul and, and David and Jonathan, and you see an example of so many of these emotions that come out. And yet, when we look at the antonyms of jealousy, the, the very opposite, I want you just to, to picture yourself relaxing in these, these words. So you have words like calm, content, undoubting, unworried, confident, satisfied, trusting, and unresentful. And I, I love uh, the slogan of a ministry called uh, Desiring God uh, with John Piper. And that slogan is, is, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. And it's just a, it's a great example of where does our hope, where is our identity? Are we comparing to others constantly? Are we in this cycle of jealousy and envy? Or are we content and satisfied with who we are in Christ and what God's doing through us. So we want to take just a one-minute reflection here again, as our tradition is for each episode. And I want you just to think back over this episode and think of the topic of, do you, do you find your life being marked by some of these seven signs? Any of the words that I mentioned, the synonyms of jealousy, do you find yourself struggling in any of these areas? Do you relate to any certain person in the story, Jonathan and and um, Saul and David? You know, you had Saul on one hand, you have Jonathan as a whole other response that we could get into. But again, take this minute and just reflect and spend some time just uh, bringing that to the Lord. And most importantly, use this time to hear from the Lord. We've We've given you a lot of words. You know, we've yeah. said a lot of things. But what we say is not as is not important. What it's what God is saying to you today. What is he saying to you today? Specifically, it could be related to this topic or something else. Just listen and hear from the Lord during this next minute.
while we were having that time of prayer and reflection, I just felt like I saw a picture. God speaks to me often in pictures. And the picture that I saw was these really choppy waves when like there's a storm and a lot of wind. And, and I think it just represents like anxious spirit and just all these things that we've been talking about, but that the Lord was saying, peace, be still. And that he was bringing peace and calm into your heart. You are right where you need to be. There, It's not a competition. <laughs> you know, it's time to keep our eyes on our own paper and what God's doing. And that he wants to bring a calm. And so I saw those waters just get calm as calm can be to where you could almost see your reflection in it. And so I just encourage each one of you just to receive that from God today. And so we want to leave you again with this particular episode's godly affirmation. And the affirmation is, I am content with the unique purpose and process God has for me. Again, I am content with the unique purpose and process God has for me. And a closing scripture that really kind of sums up what we've been talking about in this episode is Galatians 6, 4 which is pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. And you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. What a great uh, verse that just sums up uh, what we're doing here and what we're aiming toward, which is just to look at our own work, what God's doing through us, And as we mentioned even in the last episode, you know, fixing our gaze and fastening that gaze upon Jesus and really being content in that. So we want to close in prayer. You know, you just lift up your heart, you know, even to the Lord as I'm I'm praying. I just thank you so much for each and every person that's uh, listening, Lord, and those who will listen. And Lord, we ask that uh, your Holy Spirit would just continue to root out some of these things that uh, we have sometimes crop up in our lives. You know, the lack of joy, the artist block, the resentment, uh, the insecurity, the impatience, unable to really celebrate other successes, and just being ungrateful in general. Lord, I pray that uh, you would replace these with your fruit, and Lord, that, that we would be led by your Spirit in our lives. And I ask that uh, you would just break the power that this comparison trap has us in. We ask, Lord, that in Jesus' name, you break this over people. Break it in myself. Break it in Shelly. Break it in all of us, Lord. We want to be fully utilized and to be in pure relationship with you without any hindrances. And I just ask that... uh, you would just allow each person to thrive and live out their full potential in Christ. And we want to ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please let us know your feedback on these episodes, whether you DM us on Instagram or send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. I do want to mention next week we're continuing this series and the topic is we're really going to go into depth on like what can you do instead. So we're going to talk about celebrating one another. And on Instagram, we like to say hashtag community over competition. So (laughs) be looking for that next week and we'll see you next time. Bye, Bye, guys.
We have a free gift for you. It's called The Art of Prayer. It's an ebook that is 21 pages long and it will help you add color and creativity to your prayer life. So go and download it right now for free at yourcreativeadventure.com forward slash art of prayer. We would love to be able to help you in your journey to just incorporate your creativity in your prayer life. So again, just go over to yourcreativeadventure.com forward slash art of prayer. Thank you for listening to this episode of Your Creative Adventure with CJ and Shelley Hits, where we believe it is possible to make money as an artist doing what you love while glorifying God through your art. If you've been encouraged or inspired in any way by today's podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Take a screenshot, post it on social media, and tag us at Your Creative Adventure so we can connect with you and cheer you on in your art journey. It also means the world to us when you take a few moments to post a rating and review on iTunes. Once you do, send an email to support at yourcreativeadventure.com with a screenshot of your review and we'll send you our Plan It Day Goal Setting Worksheets, a $47 value for free. We believe you have been given unique creative gifts and a specific role to play in the Kingdom of Heaven that will make an impact for eternity. Join us next time as we partner with God to help you take your creative adventure further than you ever imagined.